Good morning, good afternoon, whatever, wherever, right? Hi, Chris. And Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie, I just went to go share this in our group and, and on my page, and, and the first thing that popped up was you in a fur hat. And can I just say, you are darling. <laughs> 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 Yay, I've made a live. That's awesome. I'm going to celebrate that with you. I um, I love to jump on the bandwagon of celebration. I'm really good at that. I'm not so good with mourning with those who mourn. Working on it, people. Okay, what are we talking about? We are still in um, key holders um, series. I think we've accomplished two weeks now, and this is the third week, and we are talking about testimony as it pertains to Jesus Christ in the spirit of prophecy and the um, verse in Revelation 19.10. <laughs> I did it. I stuck the landing. <clears throat> I reference um, the, the scripture... Um, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy as um, Revelations 19.21 all the time. It's not, though. It's not there. I've looked multiple times and it's not there. <laughs> Revelation 19.10. So this is going to be a fun conversation, I think, that because, you know, the spirit of prophecy and the testimony of Jesus Christ has everything to do with every moment of our life. We can choose to live within that that bubble, so to speak, of, of the testimony of Jesus Christ, or we can live external from it. And I think uh, probably too often we, we live outside of that and are moved by every wave of doubt as it is talked about in the Bible. And we are just tossed to and fro by every little thing and if we remain within that testimony bubble, we will stand more sure. We will stand more stable. So that's my lead off. Who's taking over? Um, I, I, I like the, the topic of testimony uh, because it's, it's a great time to uh, share different stories. It's a great time to share uh, the stories we know about Jesus, where we can... Uh, uh, put him on full display for everyone. And it's a great time to share our own experiences and, and those encounters that we have that are, are very powerful, where we have seen uh, miracles or where we have seen uh, people come through things and be delivered from things. And, and the, even experiences that others have that we get to witness, we get to share those. We get to, to testify to the transforming power of Jesus and what it is that he can do for people. Yeah. And so it, it's a lot of fun to, to talk about this um, in, in all the various ways that we can. And so uh, that's, that's one of my favorite ways to, to think about testimony is I get to share uh, my experience. I get to share uh, the encounters I've had. Uh, I get to share how I have heard him uh, uh, prophesy over me and then see that come to to fruition and and be able to say this is this was the promise I was given and this is how it was how it was played out and so um, I, I love being able to to testify. Mm. <laughs> Come on and testify! I feel like, oh shoot, I don't have any Kleenexes in here. I was gonna wave a hallelujah hanky. <laughs> I'm fresh out. Pepper, jump in. 
Well, you know, uh, one thing where my mind is going this morning, you know, uh, sometimes when we think of prophecy, we automatically go to someone releasing a word over us or, and I love those, <laughs> you know, like, more, 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 you yes, know. <laughs> cheers to that. Yeah. So I have no problem with that at all. But I think sometimes we forget that our very life is a prophecy. Our very movements are prophetic. And isn't that one of the reasons why we use prophetic symbols and we do prophetic acts is because we know these acts are prophecy and that they prophesy to what heaven wants to say in the spirit realm. And so the testimony of Jesus was him walking among the people because remember one of the things that says that even the very miracles spoke of who he was. Yeah. So that too in itself was the testimony of Jesus because we don't see any place in scripture where he's saying, uh, let me tell you who I have a testimony about what's what God has done for me. He just lived his life prophetically as a prophet and he just prophesied volumes and what he did, you know? And so, how does that translate in our lives? How can we be a prophetic people that move in that realm where the things we do are very prophetic testimonies of who God is in us? Um, I love that thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. And, and as we were on our way here this morning, I was I was thinking about testimony as something that you wear. And and I, I often feel this way, that, that we have so many various garments that we have access to, but we refuse to wear them because we prefer to mull in the muck and the mire than to stand our ground because it's easy. Right. We, we actually don't mind the waves as much as as we you know, profess that we do. And, and I just want to get down and get dirty. Let's get down and get dirty this morning. Like, of course, we, we love to be surrounded by prophetic words and, and we love to be reminded of who Jesus is. But we refuse to be weaponized by it. Mm. And, and the thing is like and Jesus was asking me this this morning. He's like, why, Angie, do you think I brought somebody like Judas into my fold. And I'm like, do tell, right? You know, when the Lord asks you a question, you just sit there silent. Yes, Lord. <laughs> you know the answer, right? Mm-hmm. And um and and you know I don't have all of the answers on this, but I, I believe that that he brings people into to his fold because he knows that that what is being worked out in himself because he was flesh like us. He needed a Judas in his life to work something out in his flesh to to weaponize him to be able to go the distance like he did and we come up against things all the time and i am preaching in the mirror right now where we are sharing a table with liars we're sharing a table with cheats we're sharing a table with the the less than right we are we're we're sharing the table with inconsolable weak-minded people I am one, right? But what are we doing with it? Are we allowing that to penetrate us, to bruise us, to, to, to weaponize us in these moments? Or are we rejecting it and saying that, no, you know, this can't be in my comfort zone in this testimony bubble that I'm living in where I think that it's a cush life that is the kingdom. And it's not. It's not. We, we've been promised rough waters, 
right? I mean, you can't read any of Paul's writings without stumbling into, well, I came up against this. And never once did he whine or complain about it. He allowed that stuff to come in, to enter into his testimony bubble and and create a strength in him that wasn't there before. And so God is like asking me, and, and I, I feel like my toes, if not my whole foot, is in the fire this morning where he's like, you can whine and complain about being lied to, or you can understand that this is a part of living as a testimony is allowing that thing to come in and, and like learning to weaponize it. Because here's the thing. If we reject all these things, we can't take back any land. God is wanting to accelerate yeah. what we are capable of taking back by allowing an enemy to come in and penetrate to bruise us. So we have more land to take back more quickly than we would without it. Am I making any sense? Yes. Oh, boy. I don't have any hankies, but... <laughs> <laughs> Those troubled waters you talked about that we are we are promised. We know that that's going to happen. Uh, we just have to make sure that that we are still living faithfully to what it is that he's called us, uh, who it is that he's called us, what it is that he's called us to, and trust in him. Live in such a way that says, yes, I believe this, even though we know that those things are coming. Uh, in James 1, 2, it says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. So we don't have to respond to these in, in anguish, we can respond in joy. And, and that in itself is a testimony. That in itself is we show that we are, uh, like Pepper talked about, that, that living prophetic word. You know, we are uh, living it out and, and taking the actions that say, yes, I believe this. Yes, this is truth. Yeah. Yes, I know where I'm going. Yes, this is what I've been called into. And I'm going to follow through with it. And you can look and you can see that that God is coming through. You can look and you can see the fruit that is coming off of this action that I'm taking. And oftentimes it is it's a, a prophetic action because we know that he calls us to go before we know. Yeah. And so you're, you're going to have to live in that manner of trusting and, and, and being faithful to to what it is that God's telling you. Yeah. Yeah, Pepper. You were talking about the Judas and Jesus's life. And, you know, I thought about that scripture. You're so right, because doesn't scripture tell us that even Jesus himself, the way he had to learn obedience, one of the ways is through the things he suffered. Yeah. So if the Christ, the the prophet of prophets, had to be disciplined in obedience by suffering, you know, it's a no brainer <laughs> that we have to do the same thing. And one of the things that God woke me up with this morning is he said, you know, God's people, we are not warring for ourselves enough, mm. you know, because I've been through seasons of my life for different reasons where I was isolated and there was no prophet or prophetic people really that much in my life. And I had to be my own prophet. You know, I had to literally get in the floor and and write down my own prophecy that I heard God prophesying over me, you know, <laughs> and be my own prophet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, is it noble to go to war for other people? Of course it is. But we're not boring for ourselves a lot for the for the territory within us, you know. 
uh, one of the things Jesus said was to love your neighbor as yourself. And we know that when we use prophecy, prophecy to set someone free, that's love. It may sound like a harsh word sometimes, but that's love. And so as much as our first instinct is we want to go to war for others to set them free, do we go to war for ourselves with that word of prophecy that's been spoken over us? Because it doesn't have to be a prophet in the flesh when we have the prophet living inside of us. And so sometimes we have to reach inside and see, you know, we... We may not want to engage darkness, but I got news for you. Darkness wants to engage us. So we have to have a response for it. Just like Jesus did when he was being tempted, you know, he had a response for darkness. So sometimes you have to speak to the mountain. You can't act like the mountain's not there. I've done it and it don't go away. (laughs) And I said, it don't (laughs) because it it don't, you know, it doesn't go away. So we have to sometimes be proactive to speak the darkness. And God was dealing with me about how, you know, the devil's not going to come to us when we've been, when we're mature Christians and we've been Christians for a long time. And he's not going to come and say some random thought, like go rob a bank. Cause he knows that we have integrity, but he's going to use his demonic voice to to do things like tell us what other people are thinking about us or what God is thinking about us. And it's so subtle that he makes us think it's our own voice, but that's spiritual warfare because I may not know what demon or what influence it is, but I can say, Father, in the name of Jesus, that spirit who is now lying to me, telling me that so-and-so thinks this about me or you think this about me, I bind it in the name of Jesus. And if I can learn how to effectively do warfare over myself, I'm going to be much better equipped. But we got to love ourselves enough to do warfare over ourselves. Most of us, we would not, if somebody came to me and said, the devil's telling me that, I'd say, you bind that. You're not that. God called you this. But if he does it to me, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) we got to stop that, you know? Right. Right. Well, and I love that you're talking about, you know, let's not let's not deny it. Let's not pretend like it's not there. And I think that that's what we shift into, that Mm -hmm. that we either give way to that thing and and allow that to become the word of prophecy over our lives. Mm -hmm. And I'm always lied to. I'm always mistreated. I'm always (laughs) this. And and that becomes our testimony. Or the other thing that we do is just completely dismiss it and be like, oh, everything is just, I'm just going to pretend like everything is just fine. And that's not it either. Like we need to name our season. God has been speaking breakthrough over my life since October. When am I going to actually partner with that and believe that all of this stuff that is, you know, I love you guys know that I love so is it Psalm three or Proverbs three? See, I am terrible at quoting scripture. I just know what it says mm-hmm. <laughs> is that even though I am surrounded by enemies, the Lord will sustain me. And so mm-hmm. I need to get to the point where I am not just looking, okay, where are you going to bring breakthrough where I am timid and meek and I'm being pushed into a corner and I'm being surrounded by all of these enemies and I feel them. I'm acknowledging them, but when am I going to stand up and say, my season is called breakthrough or Mm -hmm. further and say, my name is breakthrough. 
I'm going to wear that testimony. I'm going to become that thing that has been spoken over me. And I'm going to allow these things to come at me because I know that they are creating a resilient armor in me to go further with breakthrough so that it doesn't just affect my life, my season, that I affect those around me and beyond because breakthrough has become that powerful. I've put it on as a testimony and I'm revealing Jesus Christ through it. Powerful. I, whew, Jesus. I want to read something. And I know that I sent this to you, you two yesterday specifically, but um, it, it, God was like, you know, I really need you to go back and look at that. Don't just throw scripture around. Like, <laughs> Go back and look at it. And, and Isaiah 43. <laughs> now, this is what Yahweh says. Listen, Jacob. To the one who created you, Israel, to the one who shaped who you are. Talk about prophecy. Come on. Can we allow prophecy to shape us, to allow it to, to make us who we are? Like yesterday, I was this. Yesterday, I was weak and I was a coward. But today, I'm breakthrough. Praise God. Do not fear, for I, your kinsman redeemer, will rescue you. I have called you by name. And I love this part. I have called you by name. And we've talked about this in past seasons. What is your name? If you do not know what your name is in the season, you will sink and not swim. What is your name? What is he calling you in the season? Because you need to have your ear tuned to everything that is attached to what your name is in the season or you'll miss it. I have called you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the deep stormy sea, you can count on me to be there with you. When you pass through raging rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you for I am your savior, Yahweh, your mighty God, the Holy One of Israel. And he goes on, but I won't. You know, he goes on to be like, I'm the one who set Israel free. Like, do we even know who he is? Are we even capable of recalling testimony at that level going like, wait a minute. I may be walking through a shadow of death right now, but this is who he is. He's the one who sets an entire nation free, right? He is the desire of all nations, how much more can he come at me and deliver me from these circumstances? Because mm. I am breakthrough. Love that. Amory asks, so how do we partner with it? It's a great question because it's it's the action that you're taking. What is it you're willing to do? You know, uh, Angie asked the question uh, Sunday a week ago was, how far are you willing to go to stay in step with love? How far are you willing to go to to be who it is that God's calling you. If he's calling you breakthrough or or this is your breakthrough season, how far are you willing to go to do that? He's showing you things. He's going to show you actions to take. That's how you partner with it is just go do it. And and you also commented, Anne-Marie, sometimes that breakthrough is not just for ourselves, but for others as well. The breakthrough that you go through, you now have the grace and the, the authority uh, and, and dominion to bring others through that same thing. Yeah. And they are going to be able to be brought through quicker than what it is that you went through. And then you are setting them up to be able to do the same thing for others. And so this, this one breakthrough that you get to have, that you walk through, you get to share with others. 
Yeah. That's testimony right there in itself. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. And the thing is, is we can go back to the story of Judas and Jesus. Judas or Jesus knew what he was doing. He knew what he was getting into. He allowed Judas, knowing full well what he was capable of, to come in and be a part of his company because he knew what Judas could do for him. He created a scenario of breakthrough where Jesus was, was weaponized by what it was that Judas brought to the table, which we know was betrayal. Yeah. And what does Jesus do with the betrayal? He takes it all the way and creates breakthrough for us all. So don't get stirred up by the Judases in your life. And again, you guys, I'm preaching in the mirror. I can see myself. Angie, do not get stirred up mm-hmm. by the Judases in your life. And, and I realize, you guys, I, I please don't think that my life is sugar-coated. It's not. <laughs> you know, some of us have Judases that, that are right next to us. Don't get stirred up by them. Call out the purpose and the full intention of God in their life. Don't push them away. Allow them to keep coming close. Just let your life be a reminder that your name is breakthrough in this season. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, Sam Marie. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And we know, excuse me, if God's calling you breakthrough or, or if he's calling Vince, something else we know the first thing the accuser of the brethren is going to do is call you the opposite so speaking in practicality what we can do if there's if there are false prophets that stands to reason that there's false prophecy so satan is a false prophet so we we are going to have to stop letting the mountain of false prophecy speak to us and prophesy to us without us counteracting it, prophesying back to the mountain. Yeah. You know, don't just let the mountain prophesy and foretell, <laughs> you know, um, just foretell doom and gloom over your life. You prophesy and say, no, I, I am healed. I am saved. I am delivered. I shall live and not die and declare yes. the works of the Lord. That is my prophecy. When the false prophecy says, well, I don't know. You may die young. You, do, you may not have strength and health for your years. I shall live and not die and do the works of the Lord. Take that prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is we have to become the word of the Lord, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the whole point of prophecy <clears throat> is that we become the word of the Lord. We were spoken from the beginning and we are still becoming his word. We are still learning to step into the fullness of his word. And the thing is, is we have, we have misused. And I would even go as far as saying abused prophecy by, by insulating ourselves with it and being like, Oh, look how good I am and never doing anything about it. We shelf that stuff because we're like, well, I don't see it anywhere near. So I guess we'll just put that on the shelf and not realizing that it has a purpose in our life today. Are we going to see the full fruition of it? Are we going to see the full manifestation of that thing in our lives right now? Probably not. But the thing is, is we have to learn to live in a spirit realm before we can see it manifested in a physical realm or we will create the wrong thing. Mm. 
I'm a little bit on fire. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I well, think and you know, there are conditions on certain. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pepper. Just quickly, I was going to say, you know, there's conditions on some of these prophecies. And one of the conditions at, I don't know any prophetic word that I ever had that it just dropped on me. I had a war and fight for those things yeah, and steward them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, go ahead, Vince, before I jump in. Well, here. those things, those things are, are more valuable to, to us. We will, we will hold them in higher regard when we have when we have warred for them than when they're just handed to us. Yeah. We, we don't always right, re, rightly regard the words that are just handed to us uh, right. through others. And so uh, I was just going to say um, one, one of the issues that, that I see <clears throat> with, with this is, is we want to hide behind this mask of, of false humility and, and not want to just come out. Emory, you said, call out the gold. Yes. People call out the gold in us, but then, we want to shirk back and and minimize it and and not live fully within it, and and you're going to diminish uh, uh, what is being said by doing that. And yeah. so we can't we can't live behind that mask of, of false humility. And that's that's all I was going to say for that. Yeah, no, that's it's it's so true. And, yeah. and I, you know, I um, I I know that I am growing in this area because simply calling out the gold feels um, a little irresponsible and, and, and because there's got to be an accountability on the backside of that. Mm-hmm. I think that, that we have, and I'm not, I'm not dissing it. it I think that we needed the season sure. of calling right. out the gold and, 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 and putting that on display. But I think that there is an accountability piece that needs to be attached to that where, you know, if, if you want the blessing of the prophet, there's an accountability to action, in that, and and I think that this is where we have um, we we can really see that that we need the apostolic to come in because you know a prophet's job is to declare the word of the Lord to to bring about the promise or the pure intention of God in that person's life to pull it out, put it on display. This is who He says you are. But within action, we lose measures of glory, and we are those who are to dispense. Because he's worthy of the fullness of glory to be dispensed out of me. And if I allow somebody to come at me, pull something from the depths of me, put it on display, and I shirk responsibility there, I'm not giving him his full worth. And the Lamb of God is worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. I am only adding to his suffering when I shirk the responsibility to become the word of the Lord in full measure. That, that's a weight right there that everybody, I hope everybody hears that you are adding to the suffering by shirking back, by not living in the fullness of who it is that he's calling you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I, and I, I love the scripture that, that says that all of creation is waiting in anticipation, great expectation for the sons and daughters of glory to take their rightful place. Mm -hmm. And my question on the backside of that is when, when are we going to get over ourselves and become who he spoke us to be? Mm 
I think he's done playing games, you guys. And we've been saying this for months now. But I just feel him like up in the ante, if I can use that language concerning the Lord. <laughs> he's not a gambler. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like he's a gambler. But <laughs> he knows what he's doing. And I'm not going to make him wait. I was put on this earth to become his expressive word. I'm not going to make him wait anymore. Not, I'm not going to play games anymore. I'm going to become the word of the Lord. I'm going to be a living testimony of Jesus Christ. Can you say the same? Can you say, I am now choosing this day. And, and this is, this is, this is my problem with our salvation messages is we're like, you know, it's just this, this trade-off. Just come and say this prayer. You know, Lord Jesus, come into my, my little boxed up heart and be my, my little savior right here in my little heart. What are we doing? Salvation is greater than that. Salvation is a complete transformation of who we once were into who we are now. Lord Jesus, right now, I just thank you that you are turning the church upside down, that you are, you are bringing about a new manifestation of what it means to be yours, to walk in love and rhythm with you. God, I can hear your cadence right now. And we want to be those who are in step with you. We want to be moving at your pace, at your rhythm. And we will be those who say, yes, I will go where you send me. And we will also be those who say, if your presence isn't going on, not either. I don't want to be ahead of you and I don't want to be behind you. I want to be in sync. Father, I feel your wind blowing through this place right now. I can see your wind just blowing through even the, the whatever this is, the airwaves. I can feel your wind blowing. And right now I'm, just, I, I'm asking God that we would all feel that wind on our face and that wind from behind us. God, we are surrounded by your pure intention right now. And we are saying, yes, I will live as a testimony of Jesus Christ. I will not lag. I will not drag my feet any longer. Y'all, we need to tell him that. Get brave right now and tell him that. I will no longer be lagging. Listen, we're like a bad video game. We will no longer lag. We're going to stay in step, in tune with what it is that he's doing. Jesus. I just see right now that some of us have been on a low road. We've been walking a low road and we've been saying to ourselves that it's okay. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to be like the lamb. I'm going to go without noise. And God's going, you don't belong on the low road. And I've given you a voice for a reason. Speak to your season. Come up 
here. So right now, I just want you to see yourself step into the palm of the Lord. And he's going to lift you from that low road up to that higher road where he is. Come up here and I will show you what I'm about to do. And I want you to be brave enough to step off of the palm of his hand on that high road and go ahead and grab the megaphone. Go ahead and grab that megaphone because you've got things to say. Speak over your season. You don't belong down there. You belong up here. What is your name? Who does he call you right now? What is attached to the promise over your life? I feel like God is asking me to just share about something that happened on Sunday. As we were praying before our service began, I, I started to see a, a snake, a, a large snake just in the, the, the spirit. And, and I knew that, that it was, it was something that just ick, right. And something that was coming at us and, and attempting to swallow up the work that had been done over the months. And it didn't stop there because snakes have voices. And, um, and and it said, I'm swallowing your people whole. And which tells me, I mean, like we need to pay attention to what it is that we're hearing even from the demonic because they only have access to lies. And so there is there are tells in what it is that that that, that is being whispered or coming at you, right? We talk about about the demonic uh, spirits. They come at you. you. You know where they're located based on how the voice is approaching you. And this was coming at me. So it wasn't internal. I, I, I'm not possessed by the snake. It's coming at me. And he's saying, I- I'm going to swallow your people whole. And that made me mad. It made me mad. It made me mad because my people are standing still and they're easy prey. And it made me mad that that this thing thinks it has any victory at all. And as the week has unfolded, I- I've started to realize that that we have we have actually entered into a new space. You know, there's... Um, There's a a saying, and it's a stupid saying, but new levels, new devils, right? (laughs) I've never seen the snake before, and it was a constrictor. It had the ability to swallow prey whole. And but what God was showing me is that we have we have plummeted a, a space underground. Like we're taking territory right now, and so there are new. Um, manifestations, if you will, of the spirit realm, of the demonic realm that, that are going to try and come at us. And, and so I'm sitting here going like, yes, look at us go, right? I wasn't like this on Sunday. I've become like this. As the week has unfolded, I was mad on Sunday. And, um, but as the week has unfolded, I'm going, oh my gosh, like, he would have to swallow us whole, right? You know what I'm saying? Like um, this, th- this enemy that's coming at us right now would have to be big enough to swallow us whole because we have expanded. 
Mm -hmm. So understand even your enemy in the season. It's not good enough, you guys, to just be like, oh, this is who God says I am, and I'm just going to sit on it. No, we need to know everything that is surrounding us, even the enemies that are coming at us because mm -hmm. of the lies that they have access to. We can better understand what God is doing. And I hope that that's helpful. Yes, Anne-Marie. I like that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Where do we go from here? <gasps> I think that pretty much wraps it up. Pepper, will you pray for us? Yes. Oh, Father. <clears throat> and before I pray, one of the things that you pretty much said another way is that we have to take responsibility in this season. We can't just, we've got to be strategic with darkness. We can't just keep haphazardly engaging with darkness and have no plan, yeah. you know, and I'm talking to me too, but, uh, you know, yes, it's good to have someone else call the treasure out in us and confirm yeah. us. But what tre there's treasure in me I've had to call out in myself that no one sees but right. me and Jesus. And the same thing in the reverse is true. We have to quit putting the responsibility for our demons or whatever, our healing, for someone else to always call out. You know, get with Jesus and let him call it out. And then when you see it, say, Lord, what's the plan for this? Right now, all I know to do is just speak to it. Okay, then just keep speaking to it. Just keep speaking to it. You know, but if I was a brain surgeon, I may not be able to do surgery on myself, but I could get with a colleague and say, you know, there's a problem going on with my frontal lobe. Can you help me work that out? Yeah. But, you know, we make the other person have to do the blood work, the MRI, take you to the hospital, drive back, you know. And that's what you do for babies when you become more mature. Oh, come on. You know, you, 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 babies don't know their needs, so they just cry and you figure out their needs. But when you're more mature, you know what your needs are. It doesn't mean you'll never be lacking. But right. you should know where you're lacking. So, mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you raise us up? Yeah. Would you raise us up mm -hmm. as the prophetic warriors that you've called us to be? Yeah. That we can not only see the darkness yeah. in others and the treasure in others, but that we could see those things in ourselves. And that we would go about our lives more intentionally, more strategically, that we have a plan for darkness. Mm -hmm. That we don't just haphazardly let darkness encounter us and, and prophesy doom and gloom over us. And we don't prophesy back to the mountain. Yes. You said, speak to the mountain and it would be cast into the sea. By saying that, God, you knew that there would be mountains that we would have to speak to. And by us reading that passage, we should expect that we're going to encounter all different kinds of mountains. So empower us. As Angie said, weaponize us in the spirit of prophecy. Weaponize us in the spirit of warfare. Weaponize us in resistance. Weaponize us in 
knowledge and wisdom and knowing what our name is in this season and who you call us. And we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the praise. We'll give you the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you for being on with us. Um, I, I feel empowered. I hope you do, too. And we just bless the rest of your Wednesday. And we love you dearly. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, you guys.